Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. It's finally here, guys. Our first series ever and one that I'm really stoked about. I've been talking about this nonstop, and I am excited that it's finally here. This is our Enneagram series. For those unfamiliar, the Enneagram is a personality typing system that focuses on how we view the world in different ways and what motivates us in life. There are nine types total, and it's a pretty deep system that enables you to learn more about yourself and others than you could honestly ever imagine. I discovered my Enneagram type, which is type one, a few years ago, and it's honestly been life-changing for me, both professionally and personally. So I wanted to bring that to you guys, our listeners. We are so fortunate to have Ashton Whitmoyer-Ober, also known as Enneagram Ashton on Instagram, on the show today for the intro episode of the Enneagram series. She will dive into her full background shortly because it's super interesting, but to start off, she's an amazing public speaker and author certified Enneagram coach, and has a strong social media presence specifically related to the Enneagram. She is literally the perfect person to teach us all about this, so I'm so thrilled to introduce her to you guys. She's going to touch on all nine types, why the Enneagram matters, and how it can be extra helpful to healthcare providers and why it's so important and how it pays off to know your type. I hope you guys love it. Send me a message at Better Doctor Project on Instagram when you discover your type or tell me your favorite thing about your Enneagram type. I would love to hear. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Better Doctor Project. I am really excited about the episode today, guys. We have Ashton Whitmoyer Ober on with us today, and we're going to be talking all about Enneagrams and how they relate to healthcare providers. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So before we dive in, if you could just give us a little bit more about your background, it's pretty interesting. And I'd love for you to just take us through the last few years and what you've been a part of and what you're doing right now. Yeah. So I have my um, bachelor's and master's degree in psychology, community psychology specifically. And so I was training educationally to be a community psychologist. I've always worked um, in kind of that mental health field, specifically with survivors of domestic and sexual violence, and kind of always thought that was where I was going to stay, that that was my path. And I discovered the Enneagram and me being an Enneagram too, which is the helper. Um, I started utilizing my Instagram page to help other people determine their types and figure out how to best interact with other people. And I literally came home from my full-time job at the time and said to my then fiance, now my husband. (laughs) And I said, I guess this is what I'm doing now. Like, I think this is what I'm doing. So yeah, it's taken me on quite the journey where now I'm able to um, show up and, and help people in a way that I never thought was possible by speaking and getting on podcasts and writing books and just mm-hmm. working with people one-on-one and helping them figure out how to best understand themselves and others. 
Well, I can attest to how many people you're helping. I, I know <laughs> me personally, when I stumbled across you a couple of years ago, I was immediately attracted to everything you're doing online. You have a great presence. You can tell that you're a type two, that that major desire to help others is so present. And I personally dove right into this in, as a, basically as a way of, for me to better help my patients. And when I started diving into the type that I was, you instantly become aware of not only the, the great things about your personality type, but also some things that you should work on just to better your life and those around you. And as a healthcare provider, I think it's huge. We are interacting with people all day, every day. We should know our strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> and that, that's another thing I love about it's your helpful. Yeah. <laughs> big, big time. And that's another thing I love about your Instagram because you don't just highlight, you know, the floofy, good, warm feeling stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You focus on everything. And I think that's really crucial. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you for the kind words. That's so nice. You're welcome. Um, we're going to talk about your new book a million times during this episode. I'm so excited about it, but just right off the get-go, can you let us know the name of it, where people can find it and what it's all about? Yeah. So my new book came out in January. It's called um, the Enneagram made simple, and it really is just a great tool for people who are just discovering the Enneagram, but then also for people who are also who are already familiar with their type and want to learn more about the other types. Um, my favorite, so it does cover literally everything about the Enneagram, um, and it goes into a lot of detail about the specific types. My favorite part is it has mantras for each type and exercises as well. Somebody asked me the other day, like physical exercises. I was like, <laughs> no, like, no, <laughs> no, like psychological. Yeah. Exercises. Like exercises yeah. to help you really step into some of those positive qualities of your type. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I have it on. It's ordered right now on my way to on the, its way to my house and I'm really pumped. So thank you so much. Yay. Um, I'll make sure to link everything regarding your books into my show notes as well. So our listeners can find them. So I'm, I'm curious, you've been doing this for a long time. Have you mm-hmm. ever come across anything out there related to healthcare providers and their Enneagram types? I, I personally struggled to find a lot. So I'm just curious, mm-hmm. have you found anything specific to that? So not specifically, there are often times that people ask me, you know, like, what are the best careers for each Enneagram type? And it really is about matching up some of those qualities and those motivations with the career. And you can, obviously, any type can do anything that they want to do. It's just about, are those qualities going to be able to highlight some of your, the strengths within that profession. Exactly. And understanding where you may fall short and have to work harder. Um, Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a great reminder that you can do literally anything, no matter what your type is. Yeah. Before I ask you some specifics, can you just go ahead really briefly for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with all of the types? Could you just go very casually one through nine and just give some basics about each one? Yeah. So, and the cool thing about the Enneagram and what makes it different from other personality typing systems is the fact that it's not about behaviors. It's not about, uh, this is who I am. It's, this is why I do the things that I do. It's about the motivations. And so really we could all be doing the same behavior. Like for example, um, being extroverted, right? Like we could all, 
all be extroverted, but we might have different motivations behind the fact that we're outgoing and personable like that. So each type has what we call um, motivations, which are made up of main fears and main desires. So I'll go through all nine types and tell you what those motivations are for each type. Sound good? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I can see you like locked and loaded. Oh, You're like, I, you have no idea how much I love this. <laughs> You're like ready to go. So Enneagram ones are called the reformer. So they're motivated by a desire to be a good person, to be moral, ethical, and right. Their biggest fear then is being bad or seen as a bad person um, or being wrong, whatever, whether it's like being wrong or doing the wrong thing, you know, whatever that means to them. Choose the helper. So they're motivated by a need to be loved, wanted, and appreciated by other people. And then their biggest fear is being unloved or unwanted or, you know, not needed in some way. Enneagram threes are the achiever. So they're motivated by a desire to be successful to be valued and respected. And then their biggest fear is typically failure or not being valued. Uh, Fours, they are the individualist. So they're motivated by a need to be different or unique and to create significance. Their biggest fear then is that something's wrong with them so that they're defective or that they, um, yeah, just have something wrong and then they're kind of just like everybody else. Enneagram fives are the investigator. Their biggest desire is to gain knowledge and to be seen as competent and capable. And then their biggest fear is being seen as um, ignorant or not being able to do something or know something. Sixes are the loyalist. Their biggest desire is to feel safe and secure and to seek guidance and security. And then their biggest fear is typically fear itself, um, but they also then fear not having that guidance or security. Sevens are the enthusiast. They are typically the most outgoing on the Enneagram. Their biggest desire is to be content. So they want to have fun, but ultimately they're seeking contentment. And then their biggest fear is typically, um, well, they do fear missing out. They do have that FOMO, (laughs) but, but they also fear being trapped in emotional pain or negativity. Eights are the challenger. Their biggest fear is being seen as weak, powerless, or controlled in some way. And then their biggest desire is to protect themselves and others. And then Enneagram nines are the peacemaker and their biggest desire is to maintain a peaceful environment. And then their biggest fear is typically conflict or being separated from the people that they love. 
Love it. Thank you so much for that. I won't ask you how many times you've had to go through all of the types, but <laughs> but to be honest, I, it's really interesting. I, I want to just reiterate the fact that you literally said the, the key piece and takeaway here is motivations mm-hmm. because like you said, you can pick any behavior and all types can technically share or exhibit that one behavior, but all of us have different motivators and that's how this Enneagram basically deciphers who is who. I love it. Right. Yeah. Um, so with your background, both, you know, working with mental health and being around the world of healthcare and then as a patient and just an overall person yourself, I'm really curious to know if any provider types just automatically scream a particular Enneagram type to you, like a specific specialty. Do you automatically look at one specific type? Are there any that are just so apparent? So the thing about um, healthcare is that they're going to have a natural tendency of caring about others, right? And being compassionate and empathetic and seeking to understand. And so any types that are connected to the two, the nine, the four, um, you know, that really stands out to me. But here's the thing. We have wings, so the numbers on either side of our main type. So you're a one, Mm -hmm. so you're connected to the two, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what I mean by connected. But then we also have numbers that we go to when we're really healthy or when we're stressed out. So eights, even though like, you know, I guess they would be connected to nine as their wings, but when eights are really healthy, they are super altruistic, like a two. So they have that ability to access those qualities of a two. I love that. Um, and that's a gr- another great reminder that any type can technically go into healthcare yeah, because of yeah. that. Wow. Okay. So let's think about, you know, sevens who, um, you know, they're, I mean, they're also very caring and loving individuals. They're not technically connected to a two or a nine. They go to five when they're healthy and, and one when they're stressed. Um, but sevens, you know, they love the newness mm-hmm. and they love um, to be kept on their toes. And I imagine not working in healthcare before, <laughs> I imagine that that profession can um, be enticing to a seven because it it could probably be like something new every day. Yeah. You know? That in my head, I automatically jumped to like an emergency medicine provider. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So it really, so like I said before, it's not about like what type is the best type for this profession. It's how can you utilize those characteristics about yourself to be the best healthcare provider possible. I love that. So we'll just kind of jump the gun here, but some of our our listeners are probably hearing this. And if they don't know their type, what would be the first thing that you would recommend they do, whether it's a book, a podcast, wherever, what would be the first place to start if you're just brand new to all of this, but you're, you have a strong desire to figure this out so you can better your practice? Yeah. So a lot of um, tests exist. My thoughts on tests are they are a great place to start, but you can't stop there. So, you know, we're humans. We love for other people to tell us what type we are instead of um, having to figure it out on our own. Right. Mm -hmm. But because we're humans, we also answer questions in ways that we want other people to perceive us, even if we don't think that we're doing that. Um, and so that's why, yeah, take a test, explore that if you want. But when you get those uh, results of your top scores, 
do the research to dive a little bit deeper into seeing what those core motivations look like, whether that be reading books, listening to podcasts. Like you said, there are a lot of podcasts that are out there, but also sometimes um, people do podcast episodes for specific types. And so, you know, listening to people who could be your type talk might have you, you know, maybe have that realization of, yeah, I think that way too. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because you're actually going to be our intro episode to an Enneagram series that we're doing. So we're going to be having a provider on our podcast with every single type to talk about strengths and weaknesses and, um, basically everything under the sun about being a healthcare provider with that type. So for everyone listening who, you know, whether this is intriguing you or you've already loved Enneagrams for however long, get ready because those episodes are coming next. And they're, we've already recorded a few at the time of this recording and they're really fun. I just had, um, I just had a type five on (laughs) and he was a plethora of knowledge. I mean, it, just listening to how his brain works. It's yeah. just so fun to know about these types and then really listen to someone communicate. And it's just, you can see it clear as day. No wonder you're a type one. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, mm-hmm. um, and it was really interesting for me as a type one to interview a fellow type one. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think I interact with a lot of type ones in my life. And I'm not really sure why that is. But when I was interviewing that type one, I felt like I was almost talking into a mirror. Mm, yeah. yeah. What, what's your been, what's been your experience with inter- interacting with people that have the same type as you, whether it's professional or. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it feels creepy at times, yes. right? Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> I know why you're acting that way yeah. or like I can understand it. An important thing to note is that even if you share a type with somebody, there can still be so many differences because of the wings, because of those stress and growth lines because of just who we are as people and, you know, our levels of health and different things like that. So, um, we, we get caught up in hearing some of the stereotypes of the, all the different nine types. And if we don't fit with every single stereotype, we automatically question Mm -hmm. ourselves. And, Mm -hmm. and I just want to remind you that, you know, there's so much more that goes into it than just those stereotypes. Absolutely. And even in the process of trying to find people from every type, it was funny. Several people have mentioned, you know, I think I'm this, or, you know, I think I'm a type one and a type five or, and of course people have these, you know, concerns and they're not hundred percent sure, but I I've remembered some of your posts in the past that it's correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you've said something to the lines of, once you figure out your type, it's not something that technically changes over time. Is that correct? Right. So you should be able to look back on your life and see those motivations show up. Obviously we're humans and we go through life experiences and we change and we grow and we mature and all of those things, but our behaviors should change, right? Mm -hmm. That's the nature of growing up, but our motivations should not. Thank you for clearing that up. Cause that was a little confusing and it, it it makes sense when you think about it, you know, you can be 30 years old, look back on your childhood and see just like key moments of your Mm -hmm. time that remind you of some of the motivators you have today. So that does make sense. And sometimes people ask me, you know, like, well, am I this way? Because 
because of my parents or my caregivers, Mm. you know, and no, I mean, I'm sure that they've contributed to some of the things that some of the ways that you do behave, Mm -hmm. but it's why siblings can grow up in the same household with very similar experiences and be two completely different types. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how would you, how would you basically think, you know, as a patient, as a healthcare provider, all of the above in your mind, why should a healthcare provider look into something like the Enneagram for what purpose? How would it benefit us? Well, I think that it can really benefit you in, in identifying the things that you're really good at. And then looking at um, those areas for growth or the things that you need to work on, right? Obviously, when you're working with patients in in whatever way that you do, you're not going to automatically know their Enneagram type, mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, you can ask, right? Like part of your patient intake. Yeah. <laughs> have that conversation, (laughs) but understanding yourself can show you better ways to interact with other people. Yeah, definitely. I, I think me personally, and um, some of the other type ones that I do know for me, I was so analytical and I was so obsessed with using medical terminology all of the time. And I had to really sit back after my first or second year in practice and figure out how to do both. You know, how can I like fully understand the scientific pathway of X, Y, Z, but then take that and explain it to someone who is not a type one and make it something that was attainable for them. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's changing my vocabulary or using both, you know, medical terminology and layman's terms and just meeting people where they are. And I think when you're in university for so long, you can kind of get lost in that. Um, and I've heard that from several other people with uh, similar personality types to me, but that was one major thing I learned, um, just from you, to be honest, throughout the years was that, yes, I am who I am, but you have to meet others where they are to have, you know, camaraderie, to have compromise, to have engageable conversations Mm -hmm. and overall just good relationships. Well, we got, we get so caught up in thinking like, this is the way that I do something. And Mm -hmm. so everybody else probably thinks the same way or does Mm -hmm. things the same way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, people are looking at us like, why are they doing it that way? You know, (laughs) like that doesn't make sense to me logically. Um, And so I think just understanding that, right. And, And not just in, in this area, but in all areas of our life of, how different our world would be if we could just understand that people do things differently. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a really nice world. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And how many professions out there do interact with people on a regular basis? We should want yeah. to know more. I mean, off the top of my head, of course, there are people like pathologists and radiologists that maybe engage less. But Mm -hmm. even if you're a healthcare provider listening to this and you don't do a lot of interacting with patients, this is something that can benefit every facet of your life. Yeah. Every relationship. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Yes. Awesome. Um, Before we wrap up, any last pieces of major advice for our listeners who are wanting to learn more? Where can they learn more about you? What are anything, you know, last minute advice pieces that you recommend? I think I always say to people, you know, the Enneagram is a complex tool. Don't feel bad if you feel overwhelmed, you know, like there's a lot of information out there Take it one thing at a time, um, you know, release that pressure to figure out your type within 10 minutes. Like sometimes it takes time. It's a process. 
Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing, follow me <laughs> on Instagram at Enneagram Ashton. Enneagram Ashton. You can also find me at enneagramashton.com. And my book is available wherever books are sold. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for your book and everything that's to come. And it's been a pleasure having you on Better Doctor Project. Thank you so much for having me. Pretty awesome, right? Next up, we'll be diving into each Enneagram type, discussing each one's strengths and weaknesses and how to best use that knowledge to better serve your patients. It is really fun and interesting to listen to each type of person and see the world through their lens, especially the healthcare world. So don't forget to check out Ashton's new book. It's called The Enneagram Made Simple. I'm halfway through and I love it so far. There was going to be a link to this book on my Instagram page as well as the show notes. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.